0: To the most wonderful real estate podcast ever—the show that gives you the lowdown on how to become a successful real estate entrepreneur. With more than thirty years of experience, America's top female real estate investor, one is an expert in financial freedom and turning dreams into realities. Now's your chance to become a dwonderer with the help of one. Here's to a flaming hot foreclosure market with the help of one.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. I'm your host, Juan Benton-Twyford. I'm America's most sought-after real estate investor and I'm so happy that you are on the call today. So we're into July. How's your July? Yeah, so we're like January, February, March, April, May, June. We are into the Second half of the year already. The second half, like 2021 is going on the downside. So Christmas is closer than January 1st was back then. So what is happening with you, with your real estate investing right now? I really hope you listened to my call last uh, week. It was uh, call number 190. I really want you to go back and listen to number 190 if you didn't listen to it. It's really, really important to help you moving forward with your real estate investing career. So we're going to start off with the reading of five-star review. This one is from Juliet. I'm not sure I'm saying it right. I'm going to say Pop, P-O-P-E, P-P-E, Pop, or Pop A, five-stars, says, crazy fan of this podcast. Duan provides amazing advice. Information, thoughtful perspectives on individual investment opportunities and ideas. You just won't get elsewhere. I'm looking forward to the next episode and the next and the next. Ah, oh, that came off iTunes. Juliet, thank you so much. If you would like to have your, your five star re- review read on my show by me. Then, gotta leave me five stars. You gotta write something, and you could be next. We're over 800 now, so really doing good. Doing good, doing good. And we're on show number 192, so we are fixing to crack 200. That is just super exciting to me in the world of podcasting. So, I wanna to talk today, oh, and uh, well, again, for Drinks with Duan, I'm actually recording July. You'll see me in the same dress, my summer dress. I'm recording them all today, so I am heavy on the water. (laughs) I probably should record them later in the week when my voice is not quite so raspy. Allergies, I'm telling you. I don't mean to be a whiner, but good gosh. It's amazing I can breathe. Good thing for Zyrtec, eye drops, and inhaler things. Inhaler thingies. Um, Okay, so I'm going to talk today... I know so many people, and we're rehabbing. You know, we're rehabbing a whole town, so we got that going on. We're doing a rehab right over here in our town here in Bailey. Uh, it's 17 acres. This is a really fun deal. So it's 17 acres. <clears throat> it had a house and a cabin on it. Now the house is like a little trailer, and the cabin's a little cabin, like back from the day that does not have running water. Um, so it has uh, an outhouse, and I mean, yeah, no water at all. So you have to take water over there. There's no sink, no way to do your dishes. <clears throat> but that's not electricity. But it's got an outhouse. So we thought, okay, it's got a cute cabin. It's got this, it's got that. And we bought it, and then we got busy in Iowa, and we just let it sit for a minute. But now with the market like going super crazy, we decided to go and break it up. It's 17 acres. So we thought we'd break it up. So as it turns out, when we went over to the is it 17 acres, so when we went over to the city, I said, Hey, we want to, this trailer, we wanna we're gonna rehab this. It's like a, a modular home. And it has a, a covered porch that we enclosed and made a room and we added a room in the back to make like a, a big family room or a flex room. And it's got three beds and a bath. So it's it's twice the size right now. And the only thing we had to do was add one little addition excuse me, got take it, one little addition on the back because the front porch was already had a roof line and had the beams and we just closed it in to make a, a really nice entry. So you walk in now, you have this big patio that we closed in. Plus you have the original home and then you have the giant room right behind it. So it's just fan. That's 16 by 18. So it's just this it's just beautiful. Anyway. <clears throat> We go down and we start pulling in the permits to separate off five acres. So we're gonna separate five acres with this house. And with the market being what it is right now, probably sell it for about five fifty. Well, as they're doing more research, it turns out something was missed. It has five additional acres. No, it has seven. That's right. It has seven because it's twenty-four acres. It has seven additional acres. Seven additional acres. So it's got twenty-four acres. So now we're like, holy cow. We got seven additional acres. I don't know how it was missed, but whatever they did when they when they assessed all of it, they marked it wrong. So we have seven additional acres. So now we're going to sell off five of the acres, and we're still going to have more than we started with. <laughs> when we thought we had 17, we're going to have 19 left. So now we're going to take the cabin and put that on five acres and sell that. So that's 10 of the acres. And then we have 24 left, so we're going to divide them up in four lots and sell them to builders for spec homes. So this little property that we bought for 125000 that we were originally just going to rehab that house and just sell it with the land, uh, now we're selling with that five acres, because you have to have a certain amount of space between properties up here for septic. So the cabin's far enough away to have its own septic, and then we're going to subdivide the rest of the land. So now it's all said and done, we ought to be able to sell it for like eight or nine hundred thousand, all pieced out like that. And this is we only paid one hundred twenty-five thousand for it. But you know what? We let it sit. Which at the time I was like, oh, we got to, work, we need to get working on this property. But we let it sit because we got so busy in Iowa. So so we got to loop back to that property. We got to get it done this summer. So right now, as this podcast is on, it's on the market right now. But we'll probably sell it from the mid fives, and then we still have the cabin with five acres, and then four more spots we're gonna subdivide out. So sometimes when you get something and you sit on it for a minute, because um, we would have just done it, rehab that little trailer thing and sold the whole thing for like three fifty and doubled our money and been out of it. But now we're gonna like super quadruple and way more than that even on this deal. So sometimes good deals fall in your lap, you don't even realize how good the deals are. So I wanted to talk about a little bit about getting ready to rehab something. When you're doing rehab preparation, um, make sure, you know, on the day that you're going to close on your deal, make sure that you have your insurances paid. Um, different things happen around the country, storms, uh, fire, fires up here, just different things happen that can delay your insurance, which can delay your closing. And not always, the bank won't always give you automatic extensions just because you weren't able to close. Um, make sure that the utilities, put you're getting ready to rehab something, put the utilities in your name. Get the water, the sewer, the septic, whatever you have, gas, uh, whatever it is, get it in your name and have it already ready and turned on so the day you close, you're actually ready to go over there on that very day and get your rehab started, okay? Uh, put a lockbox. This is such a, a big thing. Get a lockbox on your property right away because here's what you don't want. And I guess it doesn't even really matter, but, you know, you're going to have electricians coming over and workers and different people coming in and out and coming in and out. And, yeah, you could make keys and make sure you don't give 800 people keys, um, which wouldn't really matter because at the end we changed the keys. But what happens is someone says, oh, I left my key. I can't get in. Can you come over here and let me in? it's like, no, I cannot. It's 6 a.m. and you work at 6, I get up at 8. So I'm not coming over to let you in. So put a lockbox on and put a key in it and, like, hook the key on a string or something so someone doesn't put it in their pocket and take off with their key. Because I can't tell you how many times I have given people keys and I was like, okay, you're rehabbing my house, put it on your key ring. And they don't. And they forget and then they can't get in and it's like, Now, this one happens to be nearby, but some of these things, they're in Denver. It's an hour away. I am guaranteed I'm not bringing you a key. So get a lockbox. Go to Home Depot. Buy a lockbox that's got uh, numbers, like some numbers or something to make it real easy. Like the punchy ones are good. You can type in four letters, like, you know, 8672, and pop it open, and then put that thing on a string. I'm telling you, it'll go missing. And then what I do, of course, when all of our uh, rehabs are done, we change the locks. So, that way people, if they made keys, there's not any keys floating around. And, one, why would you do that? Why would you care if anyone has keys floating around? Well, I have finished... Now, and I can't say that these were my rehabbers. In the past, I've hired rehabbers that I didn't know and not really felt super good about them, but thought, well, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and go with this. And I have finished... My rehabs, everybody's good, paid, and gone. And then, like, the next weekend, someone steals the appliances, but takes them out nicely, or steals the washer and dryer, or takes something out of the house. And I can't help but think a few times it was actually the rehabbers. I just remember specifically this one set of guys. I just didn't have, like, a super great feeling about them, but I needed this house to be done. I already had them hired. I had the bid, the quote. I had everything. And that was one of the times when a bunch of stuff went, missing. And I thought, well, that's really odd. And there was no apparent break in. No windows were broken, the doorknob wasn't busted, which would in make you think somebody had a key. So I don't know. I'm just saying. It's happened to me in the past. So I'm a lot pickier about who I hire now, obviously. And I put a lockbox on, and the last day when the last person leaves, I change all the locks. If anybody does want to come back and take something, they're going to have to actually break into the house. And it's that security system, so I highly don't recommend doing that. And just have your crew standing by. Let your crew know, okay, listen, we're going to close on Friday at noon. I need you all ready on Monday. And have, already have the things laid out that you need. Have the kitchens laid out. Have, how many windows do you need? Do you need air? What do you need? And have all the things ready right then and there. So when the guys show up, they are ready to go to work. There's nothing worse than not having all the stuff there, and you got four guys sitting around that can't really get cranking on what they need to do because um, you didn't have all your ducks in a row. And I know these sound like really little things, but I'm going to tell you, my first ten rehabs, I did so many little things that were not wrong, but um, time-consuming. And time-consuming means I have people standing by working by the hour or the job waiting for me to get things together, and it costs me money. So I try to be as organized as possible. In fact, in my programs, I have a checklist of all the things that you need to do to make sure that you have everything ready. Uh, and I just always like to remind you all on these podcasts and try and teach and educate you that the more things you do right in the beginning, the more money you make at the end. Okay, because if a job doesn't run over on time, if it doesn't run over on expenses, if it doesn't run over on anything, it is money in your pockets. And I know we could all use more money in our own pockets, right? All right, good call today. All right, I'm really liking the 15-minute calls. Uh, my, my views went crazy with the 15-minute calls so when you're going from here to here and you're listening to podcasts, you're able to get my whole show in. So thank you all for that, and thank you for the idea. And I didn't take it like, oh, people don't want to listen to me for 30 minutes. I didn't take it personal. I took it like, hey, people are like, hey, I can't hear the last five minutes because I'm going somewhere, and then they don't loop back. So I thought, okay, I'm gonna give it a shot and try 15 minutes. I don't know. Well, I don't know if Dwan over here can like get it all out in 15 minutes. Because you know, let's talk. You go back to my first few shows. They were 45 minutes, 50 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour. I mean, they were long. I had a lot to say, and I still have a lot to say, Um, but I'm getting better. Like, notice this month, I'm not so rushing about it. So, (sighs) I'm getting in the zone with you all, so I know you can learn as much as possible. All right, my life equity assignment this week is spiritual. Now, you may not even be a praying person, but I think everyone sort of prays once in a while, especially if you're in trouble. You're like, oh, God. You know, we all, especially when we're in trouble, we all pray. But even if you're not a praying person, this is a good time to start. I want you to spend 10 minutes a day praying for other people. Don't ask God for anything. Don't say, oh, Lord, I need money. I need a clothing. I need a better spouse. I need it to not be so hot. (laughs) Nothing. Make a list. And I want you to spend ten minutes, just for a week, I want you to spend ten minutes, five to ten minutes. Because ten minutes of praying is is actually a really super long time. Because you can be like, Lord, you know, forgive me for this, thank you for that, thank you, blah, 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 blah. And three minutes have gone by and you're like, hmm, i got nothing to say for seven more minutes. So let's just, we'll do five minutes. Because five minutes is is a solid amount of time, um, especially if you're not used to praying. So I want you to pray for other people. I want you to pray for your enemies. I want you to pray for people that you've had falling outs with. I want you to pray for uh, God to bless other people. I don't want you to ask for anything. Five minutes for the next seven days. Don't ask for anything. Pray only for other people. Let's see if you can do that. If you can do that, you let me know how that went. Because it's harder to do than you think. Now, if you go over to dwonderful.com... I've got four free ebooks. I've also got the top 7 real estate investing strategies for today's new markets, 200-page 4.99 program. All yours for free just for opting in. Leave me a 5-star review, 5 stars, 5 stars, and write something nice about how great the podcast is so I can keep climbing and climbing and climbing up into the charts. I can't be number 1 without you. All right? And you can find me at duwonderful everywhere. So remember, the truth is in the red letters. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Ciao.
0: Thank you for dropping by to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. Making real estate investment wonderful each and every time. For more information on how to make your Your real estate estate dreams dreams a reality, reality. keep an eye on dwonderful.com and be sure to become a member.